All right, cool. So um, we're live here on uh, YouTube with uh, Jay Trader, bro. And um, dude, I can't tell you how like freaking pumped I am. Like this is the first time that we've talked since I've had my room and like, and uh, I kind of graduated the Jay Trader room. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like a, a graduate. So uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. Um, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this for us. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we haven't, we haven't talked a little bit, man. Um, I seen, uh, seen you got married, bro. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I, I think, uh, I know, dude, that's a, I think is really cool. So we're, we're going to fight over who has the best green chili, uh, later. We'll make some green chili pasta, bro. So, um, but yeah, um, one thing, uh, so a couple things, um, I, and I think that, you know, with you, uh, I, I took notes, bro. Look, I took notes. Um, I think it, uh, I think, uh, you know, for us traders, it's really hard for a woman to be with someone that's a trader, right? So like, um, it's really, you know, we, we act out, we're really stressful. So, uh, kudos, you know, for, for her and, um, you know, congratulations again, bro. Um, but what, what do she they call it? <laughs> she, what? She understands. Her. Understands you? Bad day. Exactly. Somebody else, like maybe you have a bad loss. Exactly. Stress. And maybe she wants to go out and just say, no, fuck, you just want to relax on the sofa and kiss. I did so many secret errors and you really don't feel like you're not even going to train or nothing else. And uh, she stayed there. Okay, she said, okay, she understands. So it's very important. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's a, that's exactly what, uh, what, I, what I mean is that it's like, a, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy to, um, you know, have someone like that, that, um, you know, understands you and, you know, actually supports you and stuff. It's, it takes a special kind of woman. So, uh, and I think, um, you know, these, uh, these types of women are the one, the ones that make the best traders, you know what I mean? They could be the best, uh, you know, most supportive. Um, that's why my ass is single, bro. <laughs> um, now they say behind every great man, there's a great woman. Exactly, bro. Exactly. You're, you're still young. How old are you? No, dude, I'm 31 now, man. Oh, okay. Still much more younger than me. <laughs> and right now, just in the middle of coronavirus over here in Italy, because you know that is widespread, and uh, we're living also we found some cases. I mean, I'm not worried about it. Um, I think just like some people is so much pumped from this uh, this overall market. And uh, was reading so many tweets about you know things about conspiracy kind of stuff, saying that this is what's wanted. This is I don't I don't know what to think. I have my theories. The, the, the thing I what I'm sure is that there's so just like wrong news uh, out there, uh, and some people are using the information that are coming from the good source in a bad way. And then there's a panic. So where I live is like a very small country. And a couple of days ago, I went just like to the first station to buy some groceries. Always I got brought my groceries on Monday morning. And it was simply crazy. There was nothing over there. I mean, I was looking oh, for wow. rice. There was no rice. I, I, I went to the cashiers. There was a line like I never saw like that, like two days before Easter when everybody wants to get the fruits right there. And I never saw like the people over here just like rushing and panicking like that, I think it's like just a little bit more um, emotional than what it really seems. They said uh, the virus, it's like 2% of the population and 2% is deadly. And uh, normal like flu, it's almost like the same or even less. So not a big deal. But anyways, what about you? I, I heard the first case in America. Yeah, there's uh so there's just someone that died in like I think Washington or Washington DC and um uh it's more towards the north uh North Pacific, um northwest Pacific. And um there's um there's a lot of like, you know, Asian culture there here in here in New Mexico. Um there's not so many there's not so many Asians and you know things like that. So I don't I don't I don't know if it'll get, you know, like that here. Um but it's um but right now uh, in Italy it's just like, you know, spread from the top and so like you know, talk 
<laughs> yeah. That's how they buy coffee there, right? <laughs> I, you know what? Like, I just, you know, with everything, like, I think, you know, when it's my day, it's my day. You know what I mean? Like, if God says yeah. I'm going to go that day, I have probably more of a chance of getting hit by a car outside than, um, than uh, you know, getting the coronavirus probably. And, uh, and um, it, I'm not going to, you know, stop my day to day life, you know, if something happens. And, um, like you said, it is more like flu-like stuff, and it's not. Um, I think it's more hurting, you know, the elderly and um, and uh, you know, like the young kids and stuff. And uh, it's definitely something that could um, it could be, um, you know, prevented. You wash your hands, you know, use some hand sanitizer, uh, drink your vitamin C, you know, and you're you'll be definitely be good. So, um, yeah, it's true. I have my vitamin C every, every morning over here. Being that you know, I, I train, so that is very important. And by the way, the people that were like uh, killed in Italy, that died in Italy from coronavirus, uh, there were people with already uh, uh, some kind of uh, sickness or pre-existing condition. Uh, I heard that a baby girl, just like you know, where I live, she she was 11, she died, but she had uh, also some kind of uh, immunodeficiency. So that is sad, you know, because it acts like the weaker uh, part of the condition. And I think that uh, they say in a couple of months, you know, we, every day we check these biostock companies. They're coming out with Vessi, they work in Vessi, all pump. Let's look at COVX, CNXP, VLRX, uh, what do we have, ALP, and, uh, and others. And they're saying they're working. And also, President said that. You have to worry that we're working for a vaccine. Well, instead, the scientific committee is saying that for a vaccine, generally, you need at least 18 months. So, till like the mid of next year, 2021, you cannot see any kind of, uh, you know, like some some vaccine for, for the mass because they need to experiment. They need like to see the yeah. uh, the results of these studies. So, it's they, they say that. Population to like, you know, to follow like nothing crazy wrong, but it's a explosion. I mean, I don't believe all these companies, even in Italy, they, they say, you know, they, they, in three months we'll have a vaccine. I don't think that's possible. No, I mean, we, I mean, we, you know, when I was in your room, especially, you know, it takes years to get an FDA approval, even on, you know, the BS, um, you know, fast track designations and, you know, things like that. So, it's uh it doesn't it doesn't make sense um you know for them to have it it's it's just gonna have to you know play itself out um some kind of phase one two and three (laughs) (laughs) and you know how long and how expensive they are exactly um so i have a couple notes here man um i know uh, you're straight up jay trader you like to get into business talking about the coronavirus and stuff um but something that i think that um I, I, I did my research and I think you're, you turned out the most pro traders in your room, right? You have the most yeah, prop traders, I think. I, I'm happy because uh, the guys that are working over here, I mean, I see yourself, you're doing very good, buddy. I'm really proud of what you like, you're uh, doing achieving. And uh, my point is just like, you know, I see a lot of traders out there that they basically don't have a strategy. So my first, uh, my first goal for a member in the room is to feed some like some solid stuff. Uh, how I trade, uh, what is my experience? Not only you know entry, exit words, that is not going to help in your life. But you need to know basically uh, make your process, your strategy, even your like rules of risk management is very important right now. Seeing like all these people over here, these friends in the last week that they have blown up. And it's something that, you know, you think it's like, it's like, it's like a sickness. You say, oh no, that didn't hit me. You know, that exactly. Won't, that won't. And he it can really happen to you. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary because I have a friend, I'm not going to say his name for sure, but he lost quite a bit. And it's something that happened to me in the past and it happened to everybody in the past, maybe even more than one. And you have to be prepared. So only by having a strategy, only by knowing what you have to do in a certain, uh, Certain scenarios will help prevent this, or at least like reduce it. You know, like instead of taking a, a loss that will like go up your account, you know, maybe you take like five or 
Exactly. It would definitely definitely was not an easy week, man. I uh, I woke up on um. Well, I watched the futures because usually uh, we did the you know the the um, podcast last Sunday, and I watched the futures Sunday night, and then um I knew it you know it was going to go down, and then um not as crazy as it did, but then um you know it, it did happen, and then you you um I remember you know the obviously you know I don't even know you know a lot of it you know as long as experience as you and like other traders or what have you, but the nearest thing I could compare it to was when we had the drop in 2018 in December and in from from November to December. And um and then I knew how to act towards it. So like I told, you know, I told my traders, like it's uh, you know, even if you don't trade, like the experience behind it and you get you see like, you know, the emotion and the way that, you know, the reaction behind everything, like it's invaluable because then you have that experience. So for the people that don't have experience, you know, that, you know, uh, are the free commission traders now and you know, things like that. Um, you know, that just jumped in um, and, uh, you know, that I relatively knew, um, you know, I hope you, you know, I hope, you know, everyone's all right. Like, I don't want anything bad to happen. Even uh, profiting off of coronavirus uh, doesn't doesn't quite feel right. I know there's a lot of debate on that. Um, but yeah, so that's that, that was one thing I just wanted to congratulate you. That's pretty awesome that um, it makes me feel really proud to be from your room. And I, I talk about you. I don't know if you listen to my stuff all the time, but I talk about that. I, I feel so good. <laughs> First of all, I, I have to thank Smash the Bid because he yeah, smashed too. in the beginning when I made my transition. And yeah, now I can say five guys. We went to work for prop firms, the last one CL Trader. He was the last member of the room. Now uh, he's working for Second Point Capital. And just like about coronavirus, it's important to say that the first the, the, uh, the first to buy the stocks are the ones who are made are making uh uh, the most of the money because, example, ALD or CODX being the, the first buyers, being the first in this market, will if you're long, will allow you to make money. If you chase, uh, well, you can have look Friday those those drops IBO that we had ALD CODX um, AHPI. So when they start dropping, really it was massacre. And the other thing that I think that uh, the majority of traders undervalue is to know where when to exit. You know, it's very important always uh, to know when to enter, but nobody wants to, uh, knows when to exit. And that is, I mean, I think as much as important and knowing when to enter. You know. Yeah. So that's a uh, so that's something me and uh, Devon talked about last week. Is that your your system is very uh, here's your entry, here's your risk, and then this is your profit target. And um, and mine is like uh, I know uh, I know. You know, in football, like it's almost like a, you know, in football they run an option play. So if you see this, then you can react to it and you know do a certain thing. Mine, mine is a little bit, you know, more discretionary. But yours is, you know, at this point you better get out, you know, or else you know you you may get screwed, and then it's your own fault. So that's that's one cool thing, and that's what for especially for beginners is awesome because, um, you know, you're greedy or you know you get scared or you know whatever that you know you actually have a point that you know you could hold to. And um, for me, it's a little bit like, okay, like you could hold a little bit longer, but you get, you know, you need to be able to read this and see that, you know, this is your reason for staying in. And that's a like a little, I don't want to say it's more advanced, but um, there's more risk to it. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just want, and like I said, I just want to thank you. Like, I, I, I think out of all the rooms, I, um, I learned the most in your room. And I think everyone, you know, could agree with that, that um, I think you're the most underrated uh, mentor out there. I have some uh, nicknames for you. I call you the Sultan of the Short Cell, Maestro of the Mentors, and uh, the Beast of the Bench Press, bro. What do you, what do you think, bro? That's definitely for sure. Bro. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the workout together. Yeah, bro. Uh, you know what? I told, uh, you know, Pedro jumps in my room every every now and then, and I told him, you know, we'll have to go, go to, to your house out there uh, whenever you have one of your meetups or whatever. Um, so eventually, man. Um, so I have a, uh, you know, just so not to like, uh, hear the, you know, kind of with the podcast more like what I want to do is be able to show like, um, you know, the, the value between the, you know, the rooms that we could help as a community instead of like, oh, you're from this room and this room. And, you know, there's a divide in there. Um, so I got a couple of questions here. So, um, if, if J trader was not trading, what would you be doing? Uh, professional bodybuilding. Professional body, but what 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 happened that you stopped uh, stopped training or you stopped um, um, competing? Okay, so I I still I still train, um, and like I'm doing 
I think like almost professionally right now, just I don't step on stage. So I think in the last two, three months, you know, I really have like to only focus on that because that is simply impossible for me for the amount of stress I have with the trading to, you know, put it together with also uh, trading. Uh, uh, I mean, if you want to do one thing good, you can do it. Both things, it will be like maybe 50%. That's why I chose trading for the money and training is like just an afternoon. So I go every morning, over here in Europe, every morning go here, work out one or two hours, follow my diet. Just was talking yesterday with Big Ramy and he's uh, a good friend of mine. So the things I'm doing, they work pretty good. Simply love the gym. And that mental aspect, you know, like your focus, you have uh, all your meals divided, you have your goals. The same thing, I bring that methodology, that uh, analytical way to do the things into my work or everything uh, I'm doing. That's, that's just like my kind of mentality. Like I have to be focused, I have to have some goal. I need to go for something in my life. If I don't have a goal, if I just like you know, do things like this. It has to be a challenge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Then uh, I, I don't do things like with the, with the right perspective, with the right emotions, feelings. I need to have the, the drive, you know, when, when I do things. Yeah, so that's a, um, you know, I like to lift weights too. So, I, you know, I'm more of a fat boy than you. I think, you you know, I, I didn't get the model body like you. So um, uh, that's, that doesn't matter. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know how you keep it up. Your wife is always cooking all kinds of good stuff, man. Like she's a, a baker, right? Like she's always man. cooking all the good stuff and, and you're still staying in shape. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I have she's American and she took a lot of she, she likes to bake. You know, I bought this big machine for our business with thousands of things that you can do. But now she does only chicken breast, egg whites, uh, brown rice, uh, potatoes, <laughs> yeah, steaks, beef, fish. That, that's all I eat all day. And when I work, being I have an office over here in my house, she brings me the food over. So just like think when you have a girlfriend that at least she does some part of this. Yeah, exactly. That's on top. She's not working. And that's a really good help, you know. So I, I trade, I stop five minutes, I eat, and then I, I do this thing again over and over and over. Um, so you think, uh, so and and I, uh, so I believe it's um the law, the law dimin, the law diminishing returns where you, the more you focus on different things, right, the more that um you know you're less focused and the less return that you get. So like the same thing, like if you're focusing on twenty tickers, right, you have a huge watch list of everything and you're just chasing everything. You're probably not going to nail anything, right? Um, but if you're just watching, uh, you know the you know the tickers, um, and uh, I, I call it building a relationship with a ticker because every ticker moves differently, right? And uh, and so you kind of build like a relationship and you understand the way that it moves, and that's why like a lot of traders have a, a do not trade list, right? So like uh, I don't trade EMBA uh, from the cannabis days. Uh, I just I got worked on it, um, and uh, you know the there's you know there's some that you you build that rapport and that relationship that you know. Every time it pops up on your scanner, it's going to, you know, it's going to do this. Um, so I agree with you because um, that's why, like, uh, right now, like, uh, you know, I was losing a lot of weight, but then I wanted to focus on my business and my trading. And um, and I haven't I haven't been going to the gym as much. Um, it's only like when I need to go, you know, stress relief and stuff. Um, but do you I think um, if, if we could talk about that a little bit, like um, when you're in the gym and then, you know, uh, you have a lot of weight on the bar, you, you kind of have this. Um, dialogue in your head like you know like i could just go home and watch tv and you know not do this you know what i mean and i think it's the same thing like when you're in a trade is that i don't have to use a stop loss like it'll be okay like you know what i mean like or i don't have to do this and uh so so maybe talk about like how in the gym you know that dialogue in your head translates in the discipline over you know that you should use in your in your trading and stuff it's true uh, for me it's all about discipline and it's all about how much you want some you know it's just not the, like every other job. I mean, if I'm like uh, in an office, I work for maybe the, the government over here in Europe. Even you sit down like this, you smoke a cigarette. Well, now it's nothing more allowed, but basically you do nothing. That's what I mean. You still get a paycheck. If you're uh, trading for a living, you need really to work your ass off and to make your money every single day. And you even have like, the double swerve because that you can even lose your money. 
So that's even more difficult than a normal job. And training is the exact same thing. I mean, if you go over there in the gym and just like talk with the girl from your phone or your buddies, you play there, you watch the newspaper. I mean, I can do that when, when I finish my training, I stay here. I'm the most like funny guy, talk with my friends, with, with my, my wife, she comes with me. But when I'm training, it's like when I'm training 100% commitment, I'm there. There's only that goal that they close green, that only they to do my sets, write down how much I'm, uh, I'm lifting sets so next time I can improve. And it's the same thing when you basically trade each time or every two weeks, every two weeks, you can add a little bit more size and you're a little bit more confident in that scenario, in that market. So it's very important to have a plan, you know? Do I step in the gym without having a plan? Okay, maybe sometimes because I know already what I have to do, maybe for that week, two weeks, otherwise I always have a plan. I don't go by feelings. It's like in the market, I don't go by feelings. So every morning, I remember this. I was coming back from um, from from a trip in Italy. It was like my three o'clock afternoon, so it's like you were nine p.m. nine a.m. in New York. So I think you were in Texas. That's like your uh, seven. Seven. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't. Be, I wasn't time for the market open, but I didn't have my plan ready. And it's like you know, it's like when you have a prayer in the morning, you need to do those things. So if I don't have my plan ready, my scans, read my news, dig in my filings, look at the chart, I can simply trade. And I was there, I just like was analyzing a little bit the trade, the setup for for room for the bodies like this, but I, I didn't simply take one trade because I don't feel confident. And I know if I'm not confident in something, at the time I lose the money. Is when I the same thing happened to me when I'm in the gym. And as I said, I do it like Pretty professional in the way I do it. It was like I say, I don't feel good that day. I didn't sleep. I didn't rest good. I didn't eat my proper meal before. And I go there and I push 100%. No, I know that maybe I can hear some. I can get like, you know, um, strain or whatever. And that's the reason for me to always have my daily routine before I do something, you know? So you have my paper every day. I updated what I have to do tomorrow. For example, today I'm here with you. I was just looking at Kimbis, the most percent gains of last week. So I prefer those. I have the earnings. My friend Ors sends me each week which earnings I want to focus on. And I know that you do the same. And and the thing you said about focusing on a couple of things a day, yeah, it's very important. Just yesterday, one of my friends, Nerul Sneji, he follows me. He follows you, by the way. He's from uh, Singapore. He was telling that he had a very good week, but he also had some losses. And the losses came from when? When he did boredom trades, when he traded after the first two hours, and when he stepped out of his, of his confidence zone, and when he traded more than two quarters. And another friend, he's the guy that I'm putting in Twitter, Mac Trader, right? He doubled his account in two months, small account. You know, trading 10K, he made almost 10K in two months. So that's very good. And uh, he trades only large caps. And he said, I did 70% of my trading good. The 30% I did bad is because I started over trading. And one exactly. morning I had not two stocks. Like, you know, I know that you trade, even you, uh, two stocks, you focus much on them. No, he had like 10, 15 victories. <laughs> and then even if he had good trades, but he couldn't manage because it goes simply crazy, you know? And uh, it happens to me sometimes. Yes, I try to avoid it always because I know that that will be like, you know, that will push my mind crazy. And I need to have one, two stocks every morning, small caps, one, two stocks for large caps, one future. That's it. That's all I do. Every yeah. So the, the way that I do mine is that like these are like my uh, absolute like I'm playing them like, you know, they're on my, you know, I'm for sure, you know, have my setup and I'm, this is how I'm going to play it. And then these are like, okay, maybe these will set up. And then, you know, if it does set up, then I'll, you know, and it alerts me and then I'll go ahead and trade. And then the rest are just on the back burner. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll have them and I'm looking at them, but they're not necessarily something that are like A plus setups or, you know, that I'm, uh, you know, drooling over to get in or anything like that. Um, but I think that's, uh, you know, especially uh, mentoring. Um, it's the, it's the biggest thing that I see is that is, you know, for the new traders is that 
you know, they, they'll, you know, they're, you know, a hundred dollars isn't enough, you know what I mean? So then they want to go and make 200, or, you know, however much. And then it's uh it spirals and then it's a red day. And I'm like, you know, if you're making a hundred dollars on a $2,000 account, that's 10%, you know, that's, you know, that's really good. You know, uh, you know, there's, there's funds that don't do 10% in a year, you know what I mean? So, and you did it in a day, you know what I mean? That's, that's really, that's really good. And um, I think that in the cool thing, the cool thing I think for us as, as mentors or what have you, is that like we get to talk. So um, I get to talking and explaining, you know, the setups and stuff after I'm done trading, then I'm not actually focused on me actually trading. And so then I don't overtrade. So it's like kind of a benefit. And um, and so that's it's cool to like if you have like someone that you could talk to after your trades and just recap instead of, you know, you know, continuing to trade because. Um, you know, I got to yell at some of these guys sometimes. I'm like, you better not be trading. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, hit you upside the head if you guys, are, you know, you're still trading at this point. And, um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a huge thing is that, you know, the, the law of diminishing returns of, and just focusing on, uh, you know, one, one thing, right? So, uh, even now, like I used, you know, I traded a lot of the small caps with you and now I'm more trading the, the options. And it's, it's hard to like, you know, there's guys in the, in, in my, in my room that are members that, you know, like the small caps. But I like, you know, the options. And so, but it, it's, it's hard for me to be able to go like, okay, like it's a different mindset, you know, trading the options from the actual the small caps and that, you know, have to flip that and then, you know, look the other way. It's a little bit difficult. So I'm like, okay, like, and every, and every, almost, I don't want to say every time, but almost um, most times when then, when I start, you know, trading the small caps, I lose because I haven't done it and I'm rusty. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you know, and luckily, it's you know, different this, market. Exactly. It's like trading futures. And trading uh, stocks, exactly, They're totally different. I was talking the other day with my friend about this, and he told me it's the same important reading the trade in stocks as in futures. Example with the the mini S and P yes. Well, start reading that tape. You know, just looking at the level two and the time series is crazy. There's a huge amount of volume, and I simply you know cannot read it like I read, for example, the tape on Netflix or on um, ALPs uh, small cap and stocks. So that's the reason why I focus maybe a little bit more on price action and patterns and uh, using also bookmap that is also useful. And what about you? You have a stock that you trade like every day. For example, I like Netflix and Tesla. Yep. Try them on my screen every day because I, I feel like, you know, like, like secure when I have them over there, you know? I yeah. know that I know they place those, those two, three setups and I focus on that. Maybe they happen once a week, maybe three times a week. And I just wait those. You have something like this. The, those are your, yeah, those are your babies. Like uh, the, the thing about Netflix is right after the um, the Disney Plus came out, um, the ATR on uh, Netflix actually tightened up. It, it was like 11 to $10. And then it tightened up to like 5 or $6. And I was like, well, this stupid thing isn't offering the you know, same range anymore. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost not worth it. So I put it in the back burner, but now that, you know, that we've had the volatility that we have in uh, Netflix has actually shown a lot of relative strength, um, through this last week, sure. it, it's, uh, it's been awesome. Um, you know, it stays up higher than me on Viagra after two hours. So, um, it's, it's pretty cool, uh, to see how it'll react when, when the market actually starts going up again, uh, that, that'll definitely probably be a, a really good play. Um, but, uh, Netflix was one, uh, now that it's actually showing a little bit more volatility and range. Um, Amazon on Fridays, I love. I know that um, you have a what's uh, Grim in your room. Uh, I love watching her stuff. Um, you know, she, I got that from her Amazon on Fridays, um, and it's just cool be, uh, because you could get lottos, you know, because of the, you know, for the same day expiration and the range that it presents, and you, you could get some cheapies and you know make some you know really good money on Fridays on Amazon because of the range it has. So um, I really like playing, you know, Amazon on Fridays. I always have have that up on Fridays. Then of course Tesla, um, man, I've been uh, that's uh, that's been my bread and butter. A very good couple of trades on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Deals, right? Yeah, and it, it's hard. Like um, you know, there's a lot of pe- like I had a lot of people telling me, you know, you need a short it, don't go the other way. And I'm like, the chart says to go long, and uh, and I had to meet a bunch of people on Twitter and things, and um, and uh, I didn't want to go say like I told you, but. Um, it, it actually worked out really well. And it, um, and me and you talked about it even. We talked about it last year. And I was like, I don't know. I don't believe this. Remember your, your message to me when it was, I think, 280? Yeah. 70, yeah. Something like this. And you told me, did you think long? This is a long. And then it went like to 370, 400. And then 
we had that breakout 556 times and then it was like skyrocketing. Yeah. But I, I still don't, still not thinking that this is done. In the, no. It's a little bit harder now that we actually have, uh, it's a little bit harder now that we have the actual support and resistance lines and, you know, we actually have overhead now. It's a little bit harder. So, um, yeah, I, I try to stay patient and watch it. Um, so my next, uh, so I think, um, you know, with us as uh, mentors and traders, like a lot of people just see the success, right? So like, um, you know, a lot of people come and meet us, you know, and see, you know, the success we have right now. And, uh, you know, they didn't really see, you know, the struggle of coming, coming up, like, uh, how many times when you're learning how to trade, did you want to quit? How many times do you want to, did you want to quit this week? <laughs> well, this week, no, but, um, uh, it, it tests you. For my behavior, when I was like learning, you know, each time I was learning something different during the years, I never really wanted to quit. You know, I, I never said that because that's not like my kind of uh, spirit. But surely you have some days that you're down. And those days down that you want to make money, right? You want to make maybe a couple of hundred K a year. And uh, you want that life. And in those moments that you're not like successful, you have like, it's bad to say, but you have like to lie to yourself a little bit. You have to tell yourself that you will get there, that you're doing it right. And even if it's not paying yet, that you have to continue that. Because if you start believing it, if you start believing yourself that you can do it every single day, then with the first progress that you will have, you will see that that is possible. And that is simply as work for me. If you don't like push a little bit more on yourself. You know, if you stay always sitting in your seat, always the same exact thing, never adding a little bit more, never like trying a little bit more. This doesn't mean like you have to go out of your comfort zone blindly, right? Always having a plan. But if you do that and you will be like a leader in what you're doing, then you can do it. And also the others that are following you, they will improve as well. I think that's a, I think that's a, a lot. So words of, um, words of affirmation with yourself. And it goes back to that dialogue you have with yourself too. Um, and that was a really big, um, and a, my, to my fault, um, is when I, you know, when I started being profitable, I just talked crap to everyone. <laughs> I, you know, I started, you know, I think I rubbed a lot of people the wrong way about it, but I was just really super proud of myself. You know what I mean? Um, and I just, uh, I, you know, I just, I, um, I think you're a fan of Conor McGregor, right? Uh, so he has a, he, he has a quote where he says where he's confident and, um, confident in preparation, um, and something in, uh, in battle and then, uh, humble and defeat. And that's exactly what it is, is, uh, you know, being that overconfident and like, I got this when you're preparing and then, you know, being at that, you know, the, uh, when you're executing, having that confidence and then also, um, but when you actually, you know, wrong and then you, you know, you're hitting your stop loss, what have you having that humility to say like, I'm wrong and get out, you know? And, uh, and, uh, I think that says a lot to, um, you, you know, to have that, it's, it's hard to have that balance. Um, but I think there is a certain like swag, like, I, I don't think I've ever met, um, uh, a trader that's not confident, you know, that's not kind of like, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really good. Like, you know what I mean? Um, a successful trader anyways. Um, and, uh, and that, that's what I think that, you know, you're saying is that the, those words, that, that affirmation, I actually have a, a thing recorded on my phone. This is, um, you know, this is a tip. If um, uh, I have myself talking to myself, I recording on my phone that I recorded and it tell it over and over again, it says I'm the best trader in the world. And, uh, and I listened to it before I, I trade. And so, and that was the way that like, I, you know, when you're in that mindset is like, um, you know, the whole thing that happened with Kobe and, you know, things, you know, recently, uh, he had that mindset that, you know, he was that, you know, the best in the world and, you know, not, nothing was going to stop him. But whenever like he took a, you know, beating, he, you know, he definitely said like, okay, like, you know, you beat me, whatever. He's super humble about it. Yeah, um, because you learn also from those, uh, those times you are hit. Exactly. So, um, it's, uh, I think, um, I think that's, re that's really good as, uh, to, so for me, like, um, uh, I, I deal, uh, I deal a little bit more with depression, anxiety. So like whenever, I have a bad day. I take it really personal. Like I take it really bad. Um, I take, I used to take it out on a lot of people around me. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, um, happens to me still nowadays. Uh, you know what happened to me? Frankly, I lost, um, 
uh, almost 3,000 bucks on uh, on Tuesday because I was not cocky. I just went like, you know, uh, with too much confidence on DVPR and I, and I didn't follow my rules. My rules were to go long. I don't know what happened with my mind. I simply, no, simply could not see it. And I traded one time, lost almost 3K as a pocket, really huge error. And that was because I, I simply didn't respect myself and uh, took my loss, uh, something I, I could get back the next two days. But whenever I have something like this, like open my mind right away, open my eyes and say, what the fuck you're doing? You know, like, uh, and I'm good in discipline. So if I didn't take a stop loss that day, I could have lost like 15K. Because uh, if you told me this uh, trade, like in the beginning, I would be adding, 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 adding. Now I know that my daily max risk is 3,000. I got a 3,000 risk in, in pocket because it's something that I can get back one or two days of work. And so I, I know my risk. The problem is that many other traders, maybe with less experience, they don't know that risk. And you stay in and you start like praying. I mean, you pray if you are like in church or you're like in the Mecca. Not, not really if you're, how many times you pray? Tell, tell me honestly that you said, oh, please, please let it go down. Let it go down. No, come on. This, oh, this is I, do, I still do it. I'm like, man, like, you know, especially in the options because they move a lot slower than small caps. And I'm like, I was sitting there being patient. I'm like, come on, hurry up. Like, you know, I know I'm right. Just do it already. You know what I mean? And so I, I still do it. <laughs> yeah, so. It's, it's exactly. And uh, and one time I, I remember I was saying, I was like, please, please, please. And my mom, you know, she treated she was next to me and said, what are, you, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? You don't pray for this. The wrong trade to stop. You know, like push that button. And say, was, no, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then you see minus 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. But that is something never do do it, guys. Like don't pray, really. Just just straight hit that button and get out of your position. Well, that that brings up another good point. Is that um, after the trade, you didn't blame anyone. You didn't blame it was the you know the market. You didn't blame it was an algo. You didn't blame it was anything else. You're like no, it was it was, it was my own fault. And uh, and I think that 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 um, you know once you get to that point uh, and you're trading that there's. You know, everyone says this market conditions or, you know, that it's algos or, you know, manipulation or anything. Bullshit. It's it's not so that you have to have this unsurmounting, unsurmounting amount of uh, accountability on yourself to, you know, that you're going to hold yourself accountable to anything that happens and eventually get tired of your own bullshit when you lose. You know, this, you know, stupid story that you're telling yourself that, you know, it's, you know, a reason for something else other than yourself. And then uh, when you start taking accountability for it. That's when you start seeing like, okay, like, you know, I'm making these gains now, like, you know, we're building momentum. And uh, that's, I think that's very, very huge is that, that um, uh, like I said, just huge amount of accountability that it's no one else's fault on your own. No one made you press the button to get into the trade. You know what I mean? So um, because the first thing is you don't have to lie to yourself in this case before I said, okay, lie a little bit to yourself about you will become millionaire, you will do it. Okay. That's, that's good. But when you have to recognize your errors, you have to be honest. You cannot blame. I cannot blame because I took BBPR because I don't know Trump made a tweet. Exactly. I I know that I have my rules. I have my strategy. If I step out of the strategy, I know I'm in danger zone, not comfort zone. So I have to blame only myself. And then you get like maybe pissed off a little bit because you did that, but you have to recognize it. So be honest to yourself. Work on your weak points. If your weak points are because you enter a short, for example, too early because you have a FOMO, how many traders out there are like, oh, this is moving, this is going 100%. I have to start to short it. And who tells you it will stop 100%? Look, CODX, look, all these big movers. We have two, 300, 400%, third, fourth day movers. And you start that early. No, take backside, wait, take it long for, for the run, you know? And so recognize yourself on time. Otherwise, it's uh, just like losing money. You know, it's like if you go gamble casino. Exactly. So um, uh, I got a couple more things here. So uh, if you could go back, like right, if you go back and you tell yourself you're a brand new trader, right? Um, what would be the like top three things you would tell yourself as a brand new trader? Now knowing that you have all the experience and everything, if you could go back and just kind of slap yourself upside the head. 
and say like, hey, like if you do this, you you would be more profitable, you know, a hundred times. First thing, you got the G Trader Room and Alex. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so honestly, it would be before putting your money in a trade, do it paper till you have a profitable strategy and then start small. The errors of all the traders right now is that they have a 5K account, 3K account, 50K account, whatever. They start right away with money. They take maybe the, uh, the first two green wins and then they start like putting more money and then whoop, account zero. So that first you have to study, knowledge, invest in yourself. Second, second will be create rules. So you have, for example, you're trading large ones. You are like, 10 different patterns, 15 different patterns out there that are working. So find one that works, put your rules and respect them. Only when those rules are met, trade the, the, the setup. Do I stay there? Sit. Sip your BCAA with water or whatever. <laughs> and, and simply like avoid all the rest, you know? This doesn't pay. The third thing is to find really the right community that can help you to improve. And not that does the job for you. So you come over here and you say, okay, can you give me an alert long sell? No, that won't work. What happened if that day I take 10 trades and nine work, and then I take the 10th one and I take in a small position, you come in and you take only the 10 trade and you lose and you blame. No, so you have, you need uh, rules, strategy, and then ensure Team that helps you, surrounds you, and that teaches the right things to improve. To me, these are the three of the the main things that if I would have done, if I would have done that time, I would be probably not more profitable, but I would have achieved my success earlier. You know? It would have taken your learning curve. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think uh, I think I agree with that a lot. Is that especially with the uh, uh, I think it's um, so with uh with members, they want to do what you're doing. So like they want to adopt my rules, but my rules are put there for my personality. So like my my traits as a trader, you know what I mean? I think um, you know, eventually you start making your, you know, your own your own rules, right? So like if you, you know, uh, compared to your own personality, um, because I might ha not have the same, you know, issues that you have in, in trading. And so I think it's, uh, it's, you know, you want to be spoon fed like these answers, like, you know, cause these are my, my rules, but, um, you know, it's also, you know, you got to look out for, and that's why journaling is so important, right? So your rules come from journaling, um, and seeing these trends and, you know, the way that you trade and then you develop them for yourself, not because your mentor or someone's telling you to do it. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's, that's absolutely uh, great. Um, uh, who's your favorite? Not yeah, so I know everyone does, um, you know, the follow Friday, like on Twitter. Um, but you personally, who, whose uh, Twitter feeds do you like to, to see, like for trading? For trading, huh? Um, I will say first, Mark Minerini, because he gives me a lot of mental aspect. He analyzes good the market, he's a very good trader. Um, the second one I would put probably, um, probably Peter Robbins. Because also gives like some perspective on uh, on the process that you have to adopt. Uh, I would say also, um, you know, there are like four or five guys. And one like you know not to say somebody, and then it gets offended. So I would call those two at first, and then like so, so other guys, so many guys. But basically, not traders that are you know posting their trades. More like. Uh, theoretical stuff, more like discipline, more like regarding process, more like regarding maybe um, an emotion, you know, in your training, so psychology, this stuff, this kind of stuff. So uh, this uh, this question is more for myself because um, if I'm going to be a little bit selfish now that I got I got your attention. <laughs> so um, uh, there's no mentor for us mentors, like you know, there's no school for us to go and to teach trading. Like, you know what I mean? There's no there's nothing for us to do that. Um, so for you, like, uh, it's, I find it really hard for me to develop my own trading, right? So for me to, you know, make time to be able to, um, you know, develop my trading when I'm still helping all my members and I'm still, you know, do my marketing and I'm doing, you know, all this stuff in my room and stuff. 
So how, and then on top of that, I mean, you have your family, you, you know, you know, you're married, you, you know, you have stuff that you're doing. Um, so how do you balance all of that stuff? Um, because I mean, it's, man, I'm up till midnight and I wake up at four in the morning and I still feel like I don't get nothing done. So <laughs> I, I plan my things every night, man. I, I, I plan everything every night for the day after. It seems like, you know, sometimes it's a little bit too much routine, but this is what I like. Always been like this, you know, even before trading, already when I was doing like uh, martial arts or when I was doing like any, uh, training. And I like to, to give 100%. I need to sleep those six, seven hours. Otherwise, I, I don't know how you do. But otherwise, otherwise, I won't be profitable. I won't be like successful. I won't be like ready with my mind. Six, six hours, you know. And then right away in the morning, start my cardio, classic cardio. And I eat, go to the gym seven per week, and uh, come home fast, eat again. Then start like working my twelve o'clock, which is your like uh, uh, seven, sorry six, six uh, a.m. New York, so your four. And then I work till the close of New York. But when it's ten o'clock in the evening, you can come, you know, with a barrel to pick me up. Bring me to the bed because I'm simply dead. You know, like <laughs> training one hour and a half and working, then 10 hours, I'm done. I'm done. Exactly. Before it was like only working for myself. So, you know, I work maybe the most the first two hours, then I can relax a little bit. But when you have a room, you know yourself, uh, if you care for your team members, you know, and not just you stay there 30 minutes and then fuck everybody. I go to enjoy your money for subscription, not like that. You have to give them something and you have to make sure they're like trading good and you have to make them, you're following them. Otherwise, everybody is good to get a fee and put that in the pocket. It doesn't work like that. If you care for the job you do and for, if you respect for your members, I know you do it as well, then you stay there, you follow them, you help them, you answer their questions. Don't, you don't behave like a cocky person that knows everything, but you simply like help your community. Exactly. So like, uh, I think me and both, both me and you could care less, uh, how many people you have in the room. It's more about, you know, the quality of traders that you, that you make. And, uh, um, there's been a few, I've, I've said this a couple of times, you know, where there's just some, uh, you know, assholes that sign up and I'm like, here's your refund. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't need you in here. Um, so I'd rather give my attention to someone that deserves it and that actually really wants to work for it. Um, but I know you got to get going here pretty soon. Um, if we want to take some questions, there's a guy here on uh, on uh, YouTube. He says, question on shorting front side. Uh, would like to more about adding into your position. I traded GNPX a couple of weeks ago and I was shorting on the front uh, front side, even though I had good covers and I avoided getting caught in the big rips. My chart looks like a Christmas tree. Uh, please talk about what to do when you're fully scaled in and stock starts to go the other way. Thanks, guys. Okay. So I guess I started trading GMPX on the 11th or 12th or 13th. So whatever you're trading, uh, a small cap, and you take your daily resistance, first thing you have to look for, uh, above the gap. Let's say the gap today was uh, 180, right? 180, 170, the first day GMPX. Look, if you have a, a very big daily resistance, big daily resistance means that you have maybe two to fifty-three dollars, a huge amount of volume trading in the past. If you have that, you can start trading the first front side when it's getting into that distance, small, one third, one fifth of your position. Then you can take a trendline break, and then you can have it there on the back side. If this moves all the first day, so it, it closes above the open the first day, so it's green. The second day you have a gap pop, and that gap pop you break the pre-market high, then 80% of my trackings of the small cap, especially when they're floatated and shorts are squeezed, right? So trapped on the days before, then it will go for a second, third, fourth day. So what you have to do is you basically look at the hard line break, take a 15 minutes. I use my J lines over here, and I would like to show you that the backside yet only on the crack of the 19. So use a longer time frame. Look when you have that cut, retested cut, for example, trend line break, retested trend line break, and then you have the backside. And you can do this not with a one minute chart, you know, you have to basically do a 15, 30 minute chart, hourly chart, 
So for overextended employees, you can see the backside. And a lot of traders love to add and scale, add and scale. I think for me, the best way is to scale out or uh, scale down when I'm in a losing position. For example, you were like front side, let's say 2,000 shares on GMPX, small position in the daily resistance. And you see that we have particular high volume before the daily resistance. So we know that if it breaks out, can push right away 20, 30 cents. Don't be afraid, scale down. You can always re enter from the backside if that is working. Otherwise, you would be like, thought uh, breakout, squeezed, and you will get like fully squeezed with your full size, and that is a higher damage. You know, you can always re enter. So I think uh, if I could take a stab at it, um, uh, one of the one of my rules, and I actually stole this from someone, and uh, actually uh, they stole it from someone. So you always, you know, some of the best traders steal good best practices from everyone else. But this was in the um, reminiscence of the reminiscence of a stock operator by Jesse Livermore. Um, he said the best trade should walk into profit quickly. The best trade should be profitable very quickly. So if you're adding, 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 and you're losing, that's you know that's a very uh, you know you. You already know in your gut, you're, you you know you know that you're wrong, right? Um, so if you're in this trade, you know for uh, in small caps, it'd be a lot smaller time frame, right? Um, but if you're in this trade and it's not profitable, it's not going your way, um, you know after so long, even without hitting your stop, right? So um, then you know it taking too long is still being wrong. You know what I mean? You should be able to, um, man, uh, you, and uh, and I haven't heard from him in a little bit, but um, one of the best guys that helped me out when I was in J Trader's room is. Uh, Senor Pate, and um, he was excellent at this. Where you know he would uh, you know nail those tops and just be patient. And as soon as he was in the trade, he was he was in profit right away. And this is the best thing that you could um, you could do is uh, wait for those entries. Um, and if your trade is not in profit within you know two three minutes or whatever it is, right, you could always get out and then re-enter you know later or whatever. Um, so I think that's that's my best uh, best advice is if your trade isn't walking into profit quickly, then just get out and then you can always uh, re-enter. Re so um, on mine, um, does anyone uh, on the Zoom chat, there's, um, you, I, I believe on the Zoom, you guys could chat. I know you guys have your guys' Discord open or um, if you guys have any uh, questions for me, like on, in J Trader's chat, I, I can answer for you. Um, but yeah, we'll take a few more a few more questions and then J Trader got to run. I gotta run. I gotta get to church because I gotta repent for all the sins I had this week. And uh, <laughs> so, that's nice, buddy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, if you guys uh, have any have any questions, but I think that's a that's a really um, there's a certain feeling, and I try to, um, and I, I think you you know in experience you, you only get an experience when you know that you know you're right in a trade, and it's just. Um, you know, it's stress-free and it's, it's a certain gut feeling that you get when you know that you, you're, you're, you did the right thing in a trade. And I, I try to tell it, you know, and it's, you, it's not something you could teach. Like it's definitely an intuition thing, but I know, I know, you know what I'm talking about, right? When you, you get in the trade and you know that you did, you know, everything correctly and then it's working in your favor. And um, I try to, and, but you also, there's another feeling where you just feel stressed and you know that you forced that trade, the FOMO and things. And um, I try to teach you, you know, that, that knowing how you feel when you're in a trade, because your intuition knows, like your intuition knows above all else, um, you know what's what's wrong and what's right. So, and to uh, to your point, Jay, the, this um, it freaking amazes me. Like traders like you that that could recall tickers from weeks ago and know the levels and uh, and know the dates and everything. I can't do that. It's true. <laughs> it's uh i can't i can't do that like uh, my memory is just uh my memory just sucks and i have to go and i have to reference my charts and i annotate my charts um but at the same time i think that um it's an edge for me because i don't build an emotional emotional attachment or emotional distress like when i lose like i forget you know i forget the losses you know pretty quickly because uh, my memory just sucks that bad so um, but it, I, I always, I'm always amazed. I mark my losses on the wall. EVPR <laughs> <laughs> is over there. You know? uh, oh man. <laughs> I um, yeah. So like I um, yeah, yeah. It just amazes me. Like I, I pointed out you and uh, Alex Tim is um, uh, you know that in some other traders that just you know could point out and they have a photographic memory of every single tick 
And it's absolutely, I wish I could do that. That's, that's awesome. Like, I'm just like, oh, I traded, I think I traded Tesla today. I was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So, um, as long as it worked for you, and that's fine. Yeah. But so. We have a, a question from a, a friend over here at Cito. Uh, I think it's for you and for me, for both. What is your most favorite setup, Eurostar? My, my most favorite setup. So, um, in uh, big caps for options, um, like when we had the, I call it the Trump market where everything was just going up, like, you know, everything was easy before this last week. Um, so when you have a strong pre-market, so you can see like a strong trend in the pre-market and then there's, you know, pretty good volume in the, in the, you know, the big caps. And then, um, what you get is a, a dip to a whole number or support and then it rips back up. So Tesla did it a lot, um, on its way up. I call it the dip and rip. So it'll, it'll come up and then everyone that was holding overnight will take profit, right? So they take that profit and it'll it'll dip a little bit and then it catches that support and then that's where you buy on that support once it holds you can get those contracts and then it just rips it rips right up another one um the other one that i've been using this week um that i actually stole and uh and uh, i i don't know if you'll listen to this but thank you thank you chicana trader stan guzman um and he didn't teach it to me i just you know why well you know look at everyone's charts guys like look at everyone's charts and reverse engineer their thought process behind it. Um, because this is all I did when I, I looked at his, his charts. Um, whenever there's a week open, um, if he didn't catch that week open on the first candle, what the ticker will do, especially on the big caps, is catch support, come up and test the VWAP or go from red to green. And at that red to green or the VWAP, then that's a good space to go ahead and actually get short or grab puts. And then for the continuation to go ahead and go down because it shows the weakness that there's not enough uh, buyers to go ahead and get it into the green or get it into a bullish um, a bullish setting to keep on pushing it up. And yeah, it's uh, exactly that's uh, that's a really good setup. And it's, uh, you know, 90% of the time it works every time. So, well, not 90%, but it's pretty, pretty high up there. And, um, you know, it's like I said, it's really safe. You know what I mean? It, it gives you those levels of being really safe and then a little risk. Exactly. So. Um, those are those are my favorite setups. So my favorite setup is uh, gap and grab, uh, small caps. So when uh, you know, basically there's like fluff news or cycle news, something that has low volume. Uh, you have a lot of the overhead positions. I know that that is a very good short. Wait for the top and open. Do not get pre market eyes. So I know they're short with very low risk, and I I basically love them. And the other one is uh, always for small caps, where we have like uh, use manipulation. The first 45 minutes out of the gate, generally it happens between 9.40, 10.30. We have like a lot of short sellers below VWAP, but basically the price is holding. And we start seeing higher lows. Well, be prepared for a squeeze. This happened so much in the last week on uh, ALT, on HPI, Zodiac, and all these big movers, you know, like um, Trap. I'm made for the big hands and then, and then you take them on. So for this type of market that we're, we're in, like, um, cause I, I mean, like I said, experience beats everything. And, uh, you know, I went through the, the cannabis bubble with you being in your room and, um, and, uh, now, and then, you know, the fall in, uh, you know, 2018 in December. Um, and so what, what would you say like are the best, uh, so in my, in, for my members, what I've been saying is like, um, you know, the base hits and the, you know, the people that don't try to be heroes in this market, even though there's, you know, bigger, you know, more opportunities, more volatility, you know, you, everyone's winning around you. Um, I've been saying that, you know, the people that don't try to be heroes are the ones that are going to go ahead and be the, you know, the best off after all this is done. Because, you know, once you come in and, uh, you know, you you put too much size or you think, you know, this is going to be a winner, you know, you, that's when you get worked. And, uh what, what's your best advice for like the current market conditions going into, you know, this week? It's basically, I really agree what you said. Uh, for me, it's only sticking to your process, not going crazy because every morning you see like uh, 50 big movers between small caps, options, large caps, or like gold going down 100 points or CL passing from 54 to 45, which is something crazy in the last few weeks. For me, it's respecting all these your setups. Always have your risk management. Don't oversize right now. Don't oversize. Weigh that volatility and all that gets narrow like a couple of weeks ago. And have uh, set risk management. 
but it doesn't mean that every time you enter a trade, you know where you have to get out and how much dollars you will lose if that stop loss is hit. And every time you're going to add, even for those ads, or you have an average and you scale out pretty even, or for each different ad, you will have a different type of stop loss. So that prevents like going up from a large, a large stop than how you figure out before, you know, because you start with a position 1,000, you add 500, 500, 500, then if you take, if you use the same stop loss you have like uh, placed it before, maybe in more like, for, for example, those two, 300 bucks would be much more. So each ad you have, always know that you need another uh, stop loss in order for those ads. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big thing is that um and that I've seen a lot of like uh traders I respect, you know, that that are on Twitter. There's a lot of uh you guys you guys would not believe the the awesome traders that are not on uh Twitter. So and uh you start to working well and you know you do right, these you know the good traders and you know the people that want to share knowledge, they'll find you. So like um, you know, you don't you don't necessarily have to, you know, go um too far. So that's that's what happened to me is uh, you know, the, the right people found me like Jay and um, you know, smash and all the guys off a of trader, you know, that are off of Twitter that helped me. And, uh, um, so it's, uh, it's, I think it's, like I said, you know, the accountability and knowing yourself to know when your, your setups are conducive to the market, right? So you're not going to go and be like shorting everything when, you know, you have this huge bullish market. And, uh, and that's the one thing is that some of the best traders I've seen this week say, I don't know what the heck is going on. You know, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. And they're just, you know, you know, uh, taking smaller size, you know, if they're still trading or, you know, just watching sidelines until, um, because we're going to get a huge bounce, like, and it's probably going to, you know, screw over everyone, you know, especially on the, on the big side, on the, on the big caps, it's, uh, we're going to get a pretty huge bounce one day. And, uh, and you're going to see a lot of hurt feelings probably around. So, um, you will hear like Elon Musk coming out saying, I got your game shorts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll get uh, another uh, spaceship emoji. So, <laughs> that man is a genius. That I, man. I really like him, but um, yeah, so I, man, and then it's, I love him as an entrepreneur. I really look up to him and stuff. So, um, but I'm going to let you start going. I know you want to go spend the, spend the evening with your family, Jay. I think she's there. She's there already. Is she? Oh, man. See, I told you guys. Um, but I really appreciate you. Um, you know, like, uh, I, you know, I, I was like, uh, took a whole weekend where uh, I asked everyone to come and do this with me. And uh, and you were like, hey, buddy, let's do this right away. So I, I really appreciate it. Like I, like I said. Um, Thank you, buddy, as well. We can make another time as well. Yeah. And really nice to spend some time with you. Exchange ideas. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, if you, uh, you know, your members are always welcome with me, if you, you know, you guys want to come check out and, uh, check out with me. So, um, you know, my guys, I tell them all the time too, like, Hey, you guys want to go learn Jay's thing? Like, you know, I'm not going to steal it from him. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, that's his bread and butter. Nice to improve, vice versa. Exactly. You had something, I had something that's nice. Exactly. So, um, but thank you, brother. I really, even not just for doing this today, but for all the knowledge and, you know, for being just a genuine person. Um, I mean, even when I was in your room, uh, you know, you were always helping me. You were always, you know, um, you know, messaging, you know, messaging back and everything. And, uh, you know, just a real genuine person. So, um, Thank I, you I much, appreciate buddy. you. So by the way, there's Pedro saying hi to you. He was over here with all my guys. Listen to you. Oh, hey there. Saying hi in all this world. Pedro, Pedro's a beast, man. He helped me out a lot when I transferred over from, uh, to options and, uh, and then, uh, you know, we kind of, we're, we're doing really good. So, um, yeah, I appreciate all you guys. You know, Pedro Fonte. I don't know what he says. He's at seven points now, but um, I, you know, the thing that I did when I was in your room, and uh, you know, this might be a little like insider tip for you guys. I was like, "Who's the biggest, baddest motherfucking trader in this room?" And I was like, "Let me make him my friend." And at that time, it was Fonte, and yeah. uh, and I and he he's really quiet. I don't know if he's still in there, but he's really quiet. He's still in here, and so and, uh, he's working for a seven point capital. So, um, very good buddy, good friend, very good person. And so, uh, I kept on bugging him until he's like, okay, I'm not going to get rid of this guy. So, uh, I might as well help. And, uh, so that's the thing is that, you know, keep on, you know, being persistent to someone that, that can help is, uh, awesome. And then, um, you know, Fonte showed me one time that he hit, um, he hit a 90% win rate for a whole quarter for three months or something like mm -hmm. that. 
which is absolutely nuts, guys. Like, um, you know, to be a successful trader is a is a feat in itself, right? So even if you hit 60, 60, 70% or whatever, but for you to nail, um, you know, be green nine out of 10 trades, not not days, nine out of 10 trades, guys, is absolutely nuts. So that I definitely feel honored and blessed to learn from people like you and Fonte. So um, thank you very much. Thank you very much, buddy. You're doing a great job. And we can see you again next week. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we'll, we can okay. keep on doing it every week if you want. We'll take different topics and uh, and uh, you know take questions and whatever you like. So, okay. Have All a good day, buddy. You too. Have a good Sunday. Thank you, everybody, for for joining us. Yep. See you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna make it.